I'm Ted Baker. This is the Hobart Lacrosse Podcast, Episode 60, looking back at the battle for the Krauss-Simmons Trophy at the JMA Wireless Dome last Saturday and ahead to the first-ever game in the Atlantic 10 this weekend with St. Bonaventure, joined by the head coach of the Statesman, Greg Raymond. Welcome back. Thanks, Ted. Happy to be here, brother. Now, of course, I was away for hockey uh, this past weekend. I did watch the game on TV, and it's just uh, kind of a recurring theme. You got off to a decent start, got a couple of goals early, but just uh, on this day, couldn't sustain it. Yeah, you know, I think um, we, uh, I think we played a team, Ted, that that executed pretty well, and uh, like you've always said here, um, one that capitalizes well on mistakes and and. Uh, you know, I think uh, a unique offense, like we talked about a week ago, that um, didn't need much space to operate, and we uh, we gave them a little bit more than than they've earned or or they deserved, and and uh, um, and uh, you know, I think uh, on the other end of the field too, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of decent possessions, a lot of good ball movement, you know, some some great opportunities on the goal in the second and uh, third quarter, and. You know, their goalie um, had our number. We didn't shoot the ball particularly great, but I also think he made a couple great saves. Uh, you know, I think if you go to the second quarter, Ted, I mean, we've got, you know, an opportunity with with Rosie, an opportunity with Anthony, and, um, you know, a couple others that, that you know, make that game 7-7 that Will Mark just kind of steals right out of the goal. So, um, you know, he's a great player for him. Bummed that uh, – He's wearing a Syracuse jersey, to be very honest with you. But ultimately, Ted, we didn't. We we still have yet to play great against a great opponent, and um, you know we we're firm believers that that times uh, that times down the road here in the near future. After that moment that you talked about went by, you did get it within seven to four. And tell me if I'm not being fair here. It just watching the game on the TV. It just I didn't see a spark. It just didn't seem like there was that. Okay, let's make our move and get back in this one. Yeah, I you know we felt like uh, the 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 emotional approach to that game what uh, was very healthy. Uh, you know, I, we we loved the demeanor of our team. I even told them before the game. I had this whole, you know, I had this whole speech planned, but you know, I just don't think you guys need it. I mean, guys were uh, were happy. They were um, you know, excited and uh, and energetic for sure. You know, so I'm not I'm not sure really what the lull was. I think there's a a uniqueness to, you know, that place and that dome that um, makes it makes it hard to feel like you're gaining great momentum and and no matter what you're doing. And so um, maybe it was a little bit of the environment. Maybe it was a little bit of the uh, um, uh, the hole that we dug ourselves. And uh, but but who knows? We we talked about that at length uh, this past week, and and um, you know our leaders have assured us that um, they were very very excited, very energetic just understood that in order to beat or play well against Syracuse, you need to have great um, discipline and emotion for, for what's coming next and uh, handling runs with, we talked a lot all week, Ted, about handling a run, whether it's ours or theirs with great poise and composure and just um, making sure that we, we, we add that, that keyword maturity to the next play, you know? And I just think, Honestly, Ted, we just didn't execute great. I don't think that there's, you know, great rhyme or reason to any type of emotional uh, connection. I, I our, our guys were invested. They were invested all week. They did a phenomenal job preparing. They um, uh, knew the scouting report front and back. We had uh, great meetings uh, conducted from our leaders, not even from our coaches. About uh, they had their own film sessions. They they shot extra. So you know they're you know. 
whether or not they were invested in the win or understanding that, you know, what we needed in order to do so emotionally, I don't think was the question. I just honestly, Ted, I don't think we play great. And um, unfortunately, uh, we haven't shown that we can play a great uh, 60 minute game yet against a very challenging opponent. So it's something that we're very focused on. And like you said, Will Mark's a different maker, a difference maker. I mean, Anthony Tellis had one goal on 10 shots. I mean, he gets 10 shots, six on goal, and that's usually good for three or four, but not on this day. Yeah, you know, and what you love about that whole thing is is you have Anthony who's, you know, a little bit banged up here or there, but but toughing it through for us. And he's got the other team's best defenseman on him. And he's getting his hands free a lot. You know, he's getting to really good spots on the field and and um maybe a couple shots, you know, could have changed. There's he he's got a one on none with with Will Mark in, in the first quarter and, and Will makes a great save. He beats Alexo. Uh, over the top of the goal, handily shoots to Will's off hip, and and Will Mark makes that great save, you know. And, and so it, it's not so much a, you know, when you're looking at the thing, a, a speed and athleticism standpoint. Some point, some points on defense for sure. Our our short sticks are getting beat to the uh, to the wrong spots on the field. Some of our poles too, um, which needs to be corrected, and uh, we need to find a different way to to initiate a point of contact defensively but but from from an athleticism standpoint you know some of your some of our uh some of our guys offensively uh you got to really good spots and and some of our guys defensively got their hands on some people so um again a you know a, a funky game a choppy game you know a spring break week who who knows what it was I, I wish I had a crystal ball that could tell me but um again uh, there's there's no rhyme or reason to you know, why Will Mark made a bunch of saves or why we shot the ball to certain spots or, you know, once again, why why we gave up 18 goals. There's there's exact X's and O's to um, that we can correct. But, um, you know, I think we're just disappointed, Ted, and um, very frustrated with this uh, Cross-Simmons rivalry and, um, you know, are, are very anxious to, to get back on the field with a caliber opponent like Syracuse. Um, fingers crossed that it could be Syracuse um, just to prove what we're capable of. You're a team that's among the tops in the nation at protecting the ball, but you turned it over 19 times, uh, five failures to clear. Were they doing something that you just couldn't figure out, or was that just execution as well? Yeah, execution. I think there, there's, there's a couple, a couple plays, uh, you know, very significantly or very, very exactly where uh, we just throw a bad pass and um, and we don't handle the ball well. And you also, you know, you got. You know, you got Ellis Wilson in the in the dome for the first time and his second his second start. So a couple decisions or a couple things that he could have seen that he didn't, that he will through time and experience. But um it is uh it, you know, literally just being in a spot and making a play type scenario. And um just some some events where, you know, Mark gets uh Mark Douglas, who's an excellent clearer for us and, and does a great job, just uh you know, gets pushed out of bounds, whether or not that's a push in the back, who knows? But you know, that's a fail clear right there. We I mean, we just drop a ball in the middle of the field. That's a field clear right there. And, you know, I think one of our biggest points of emphasis all week was um, possession and possession time. And we talked a lot about first-time clears and how how impactful that's going to be on the game if we can get a stop against a great offense, clear the ball the first time, and have a great possession on our offense. That's what that whole game plan was was predicated around. And, and uh, unfortunately, we didn't do a great job executing that. John Jude Considine uh, led the team with two goals on two shots on goal, and he was actually on the ACC Network, one of the uh, key guys that they were watching. So it's a good sign of respect that he's really growing as a player. 
Yeah, and um, it's it's earned. So, like uh, like I've told you a thousand times on this podcast, Ted, you you deserve what you earn. If you're getting attention and uh, you're scoring goals, you know you're doing the right things with the ball in your stick. It's because of the work you put in, not just because you're a talented player. And and John Jude's the worker. Um, you know him and and uh, his his sophomore class with the Delis and the and the Alex Roses of the world. They're uh, they're committed to to their craft and making it better day to day in between Coach Raymond's whistles. So their edge work's been on point, and they're uh, continuing to push each other. And I think we're very optimistic, Ted, of uh, despite the disappointment in a previous week, pretty optimistic about the work ethic of this team. And, and you know, John Jude's a, uh, an excellent leader in that example. Adam Shea bounced back from a rare off game at the face-off X to do quite well, 15 out of 25. You won the ground ball battle, so it's, it, you know, it isn't like – I guess it's one of those games where, yeah, you got beat, but the, that that score I don't think is fully representative of that game. Yeah, neither do we. And you, you, Ted, you know I don't make excuses. I mean, we lost; they beat us, and um, you know that that's just the way that it goes. Actually, you know, to to actually change that phrase, I do think they beat us. You know, I think that um, I thought we played very hard. You see guys diving all over the field for ground balls, diving to backup shots, diving for possessions. I I love this team. I love I love our effort. I love our heart. And and uh, and that's and that's never going to change because we do have a very established culture with this specific group. And I think they're pushing each other well. So you know, I do think that offensively, you know, we look at. You go into that game and you look at number seven for Cuse and you go, okay, this dude's not hitting the goal. He's not scoring much. If someone's going to beat us, it's going to be him, you know, and he has the best game he's had all season. He has three goals. Yeah. He shoots them to great spots and um, and good for him. He stepped up and they needed him, you know, and I think as as you get down the road there and you're, and you're, you're in the hole a couple goals and then your game plan with Spelina, you know, he makes a couple good plays and, and, you know, um, earn some goals there you have uh you take finn thompson out of the game you know so there, there's lots of elements where you feel like you look at the game and you go um and and to folks that knew lacrosse even sent us a couple texts and, and said listen you, you know you're playing good ball um I, I do believe that syracuse played a good game and in a lot of a lot of ways they did earn their successes some you know uh, uh shea picks up the ball throws it out of bounds to to Chad Bach, that's no good. You know, James Green has a has an untimely exchange to John Jude and we turn that over. You know, it's uh, you know, Chad Bach loses the ball to a short stick. Those are things that you got to eliminate. Those are things that Syracuse does not do, you know, or a team like Syracuse does not do. They don't they don't have a perimeter exchange that that um that results in the other team's possession. That that's not what happens. So, you know, I think uh, you're right. You know, some of the some of the statistics as you know Ted are skewed um did Shea won the face off yes but if you go back and you look did we have possession of the ball after he won that face off right. you know that's that's a discrepancy you really got to look at and then and then also um what are the types of goals they were scoring you know were they easy goals were they earned goals and I think the majority of them we felt like they did a pretty good job and earned them and um but in some in some ways some of those goals where we could get our hands on ball carriers earlier, we could be a little tight to our matchup off ball and uh, or play a pick a little bit better behind the goal, yada, yada, yada. You know, it's a it's a tale of two two stories, really. So um, you're right. You know, we 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 did a good job on the ground, did a decent job at the face off X and, uh, you know, all things in between. Uh, we thought Syracuse played a pretty good game. And I think at times, you know, we could have challenged them a little bit more. But, um, yeah, there's a lot we take away from that game and say, like we did 
in every game we've lost this year. Look, look at what we're capable of, but also look at the negative side of what we're capable of. So um, new season, reset, conference play. Uh, if we're learning from all those mistakes we made, Ted, then we got a pretty good shot at this thing. Exactly. These first eight uh, are for fun, and the next five are for uh, for dough, I guess you could say. So okay. you open up against a St. Bonaventure team. You've only played them once in 2019, but you, you know the coach from Canisius, and there's a whole bunch of Finger Lakes guys on the roster, so I assume probably some guys that you looked at on the recruiting trail. Yeah, I mean, some for sure, and, you know, we've – at this point on Thursday, we've watched every single one of their games. And so, you know, we, uh, well, whatever we didn't know prior, we know now. And, um, you know, we've seen them play uh, in all different facets against all different types of opponents. And, um, you know, they've got some um, some sneaky play in some spots, a very physical play in others. They're a very chippy group. You know, I think they're, um, you know, run, a, run a, again, a pretty unique offense where they, they like to highlight some some of their Canadian and one-handed stuff, and and so um, you know I think we we look at this in a couple of different ways. Ted, it's it's uh, you know when we when we patched up the previous game from last Saturday and we brought our team in the locker room, we 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 went through you know basically a landscape of what the Atlantic Ten looks like, and um, we put up every uh, possessional uh, statistic. That exists, things that we focus on from from a game to game standpoint, things that we want to make sure we accomplish from a commitment to the philosophy point of view, and um, so and we compared every team, and it's uh, it's actually uncanny and and um, pretty cool to look at how even and balanced this conference is right now. And uh, if we look at clearing percentage, you look at face-off percentage, you look at ground balls, uh, you look at turnovers, you look at yada, yada, yada. There's 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 some teams that you know, are better than others. You know, St. Joe's facing off very well. Richmond clears the ball very well. Um, you know, High Point has a ton of ground balls and and rides very well. Uh, you know, uh, UMass has an excellent goalie, the the top percentage goalie. So there's 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 areas where, you know, each team, St. Bonaventure included, um, have taken their step forward or shown where they're strong, shown where they're weak. But across the board, this is anybody's this is anybody's game here. And so um, if we go back to just this first week. You know, we want to look at this thing as a goal-oriented week, not so much a specific opponent. We will prepare for that specific opponent, but we also want to check the elements of what we know can win this conference, uh, what we know can win our first conference game, and what we know we do well and the things that we have to correct. So, um, again, we're resetting completely. Uh, we we want to look at this with, with a ton more energy, a ton more focus, and uh, and start this start this conference playoff well, but we also know that um, if we can get into a good groove here and um, and start to start to clip some some quarters together and and put that one sixty minute complete game out on the field, then you know we're going to gain some pretty good momentum here and 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 battle for this thing the way we know Hobart can. So um, do we know St. Bonaventure excellently? You know, yes, from a film standpoint, you know, have we played them a ton in the past? No, but uh, every year is different and every game's different, Ted. So, you know, I think we have a great game plan in. We're very prepared for this team. We understand what they're capable of, but we also are very excited 
to kickstart this Atlantic 10 conference. And more importantly, symbolically or even poetically, how you want to look at it, we get to play on Boswell Field, which has been a rarity this season. And um, so we're excited. I'm excited to be on that sideline where I'm most comfortable. Our coaching staff is. Our guys are. We've been practicing out there all week. And um, just just uh, um, a special time to kickstart this new conference, you know, on uh, the cathedral that is uh, the Boz for sure. Anything can happen in a conference tournament weekend. Obviously, the goal is 5-0, and oh, but realistically, 2-3 and three probably gets you in. Do you look at it in that way at all? I, we we look at it as a week to week thing, and 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 then when we get to that standpoint, Ted, we got to do it by the day. I, you know, I think we, we have we have a team that has shown some ability to, um, or has shown some inability to stay focused. Rather, so we need to make sure that each practice is formatted for a specific purpose, and that purpose is accomplished. You know, in an hour and forty five minute period, and then on um, at the end of the week on Saturday evening, we feel like we want to be one and zero. Uh, so each week we go into this thing with a new opponent, maybe a new travel schedule. You know, you got flying to High Point. This team's never flown before. Uh, you got um, a Hall of Fame weekend in Richmond. You got a Friday night game in UMass. You got all different scenarios. I mean, the one place we know we're going to Philly, you know, in a couple of weeks that I, I mean, I, I, I honestly, if you were to look back, brother, it, you know, and this is actually a task you may want to do for me. <laughs> if you, okay. I, I, I honestly think that I've played on that field, on Hawk Hill, more than Boswell Field. I that may be a stat in my ten years here that we have to look at. So we know that place well. But my whole point is. Um, Every week's going to be different. Every week's going to be new. And every week's going to have a different feel or or maybe a different theme or a different message. So we look at it as one week. We want to be 1-0 on Saturday evening. And then we're going to cross over and get to that next run when we get there. And then whatever the standings are going into that conference tournament, they are. But if we can focus on the week and then dumb it down to that one day, that we feel like we got a pretty good shot. This St. Bonaventure team, we never – ever disrespect an opponent, but they're 1-8. and eight. They do a lot of things very poorly. Uh, the players can read the same stats that I can. Do you have to say anything about that and say, look, you know, they're a team. They have been a top 10 defensive team in the nation the last couple of years, but right now, just not really playing very well. Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, I don't have dumb players, Ted. I'm not going to you know, I'm not going to try to to fib to them and tell them something that ain't a reality. You know, but um, what is a reality is that we've shown that um, you know, we play very hot and cold lacrosse. So, you know, I think uh, if we we spend some time on that uh, and understand that sometimes the opponent doesn't matter as much as Hobart does it, with this specific team, that's 100 percent the truth is. Um, and I can go in and, and say, hey, they're one and eight. But uh, and, you know, there there is some truth to that. Uh, all we need to know is that this is a conference game. And uh, we believe that they're different. You know, we believe that um, the energy is different. The execution is elevated. That that um, the physicality is elevated. And and they may have some for us. You never know. I mean, we've been in conference games before in the NEC. I've been in them in the CAA. I've been in them in the Ivy League, where you get to the conference, and then that team does something completely different on the Saturday, the first time you play them, and you go. Well, well, Jesus, they haven't shown zone yet, but they're playing 60 minutes of it. So um, we got to adjust and we got to play. And, you know, they face off pretty well, Ted. Uh, they're pretty good in the goal. All the things that drive you nuts. So my point is, um, 
I'm not going to go in and say that on paper or that if we play well, you know, we don't have the ability to win this game. Our guys know that. And, um, you know, but at the same at the same clip, we felt that way in every game we've played this year. Uh, Cornell or Syracuse, and you can call me crazy, we felt the same way. If we play well, we can win this game. And then whether or not we do is going to be up to the preparation and then the focus on that game day. So you're right. They're one and eight. Our guys know the record. It, there's there's plenty of ways to get information right now that uh, you and I probably don't even know how or don't even know how to do. And, and our guys are on it. So, But at the same time, can we focus on Hobart? Can we uh, can we play the game that we talked about playing, and um, and can we protect the boss, man? I mean, there's underlining themes here that you know, like we talked against Providence and and um, and Kraus Simmons. There's history to this thing that uh, and Hobart Lacrosse that St. Bonaventure still you know doesn't really have. So uh, we have an obligation here to play well, and and uh, we feel that obligation. And regardless of the record, that's our focus at this point. Protecting the home field. I have that right in front of me. You're 18 and seven at home since 2019. Uh, that's a stat for us. Yeah. Oh, nice. I like that one. Thanks, Ted. <laughs> All right. I'll, well, I'll look up that other one because I know uh, we we seem to spend an awful lot of time on Hawk Hill. You're, you're talking about the faceoff battle, and I I happen to see a lot of their guy in high school last year, Quinn Nolan. He went to Palmac, and I did several yeah. of their games in the tournament, and that's a good matchup because he's really a quickness guy, and and that's how I characterize Shea as well. Yeah, he's a quickness guy, and and uh, he's also big and strong. You know, he's a, he's a big kid, he's a strong kid, and he's also a freshman. You know, so, uh, you know, one thing we talked to Shea about, and and Shea hasn't had, Ted, the the season that he's wanted yet and and that we wanted him to have. You know, I think we we, we sat with him this week and um, took numbers out of it. I think face-off guys, are, are they, they get into the realm of, you know, the uh, a baseball mentality what do the stats say and um we um well we're not a money ball group man we're 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 a grit and effort group so um and we sat him down and said listen going into conference play here every team faces off well you know even the teams that we thought you said it last week ted even the teams that we thought didn't have given us some battles and given us some fits and um so i uh i had a lot to say to him about experience about um, him being our, our most valuable player a year ago. Uh, and the the last two practices he's had, he actually was our practice player of the day yesterday, um, have been number 51 all the way. Just Not just about the whistle, not just about the down set, not just about timing the whistle or countering or da-da-da, but all things. You know, being a senior, being a leader, and um, making sure that, his focus is on others as much as on himself. And um, if he does that, then number three for St. Bonaventure is going to have his hands full, man. If he plays the way he's played these last couple of days, then everybody in this conference is going to have their hands full. So um, that's the shift. The shift that we need with with Adam is the same shift we need in this whole team. Um, experience, grit, toughness. Uh, let's approach this conference and these games differently, more confidently, and more passionately than we have the first eight. And so um, I think, uh, you know, Shea's going to battle as always, but I think you're going to see that that product that he's worked so hard to become over these past four years on this Saturday. One last story before we wrap up. Uh, when Hobart won on Friday, we needed something. My son was with me. We needed something to do on Saturday, so we started looking around for athletic events in Massachusetts, and we discovered UMass Lowell, 
was hosting Brian. So we went and stood out in the rain Saturday in oh, Lowell. Nice. And watch Brian. You, we tried. We yelled twenty-one to five a couple of times, but they didn't pick up on it. I gotcha. Did, did, you, did, you, did you? Was there nostalgia? Were you were you longing to play the Brian Bulldogs again, or were you happy that you didn't have to? I was longing to get out of there. It was thirty-nine degrees and rain, and we stuck it out for two hours. And Bryant won twenty to four. I said, if they had won twenty-one to five, I really would have been upset. But anyway, yeah, yeah. I hear you, man. <laughs> so well, here it was we go. Awesome, awesome weekend for Hobart hockey, though, Ted. And, yeah. and uh, we, our team was there to greet them when they came home. Yeah, I saw that practice field. It was awesome. You know, just our guys being friends with theirs, get with those guys, and you know, me being able to give Coach Tails a hug and, and yeah. Coach and Tom a hug. That you know, just an awesome accomplishment. So. So here we go, Atlantic 10 time, five games beginning this Saturday at Boswell Field, St. Bonaventure Bonnie's first Saturday home game, believe it or not, since uh, February 12th or something like that for Hobart. Uh, This is episode 60 of the Hobart Lacrosse Podcast with Coach Greg Raymond. You can get this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you go to find your podcasts and, of course, get all your athletics news, uh, including all the uh, honors uh, coming to the hockey team. So well-deserved. HWSathletics.com. Good luck, Coach. Uh, First of five, let's sweep this thing and uh, show the A-10 what we're all about. I appreciate it, Ted. Thanks, man.